A good day to everyone listening to the Chairman Podcast. I would like to apologize for the bad audio quality on this podcast. It was our first time, and we are still working through the kinks. I do assure you that every subsequent recording will be a lot better. So for those who wish to continue to listen, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Chai Man, and I am here with the Chairman, <laughs> and we are bringing you another episode of the Chairman's podcast. Good to be here again. Um, the last time you heard from us was that live pod with our superstar uh, panel, and this is a follow-up to it. And today we will be talking about DeFi, DeFi. because I'm sure it's uh, something a lot of you have heard a lot of. In the crypto world, uh-huh. DeFi 2.0. So, what is DeFi? Yeah. How do you get a part of it? How do you play the game? Is what we're going to talk about today. And the Chinaman and Sherman will be talking you through it as best we can. Give you a comprehensive overview of the landscape, what's going on, what you should be aware of, and how you will not get rubbed. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, hopefully not get rubbed. <laughs> Everybody gets rubbed at some point on the road. I mean. I've got to rub. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, I've definitely been rubbed. It's it's kind of part and parcel of the crypto game. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it it's is. part of your lessons learned. You pay to play, and sometimes you will get rubbed. Yeah. I mean, the goal every time is to make more money than you lose, and hopefully, maybe not lose that often at all. Yeah. So, all right, let's hop right into it. First of all, what is DeFi for? So, for someone who has never heard about DeFi, Chairman, yeah. what is it? So DeFi, essentially, um, decentralized finance, as the name implies, is making you a bank. You see, you would have to, with um, traditional finance and everything else that we're used to, you'd have to entrust your funds and your money, right, to another entity that helps you, for want of a better expression, take care of it. But we found that this... Big word loading. This intermediation comes at a great cost, and it's it's an interesting approach in that. So now we're talking a lot about the climate, our climate footprints, and the idea that we have banks everywhere, right? That you have to even with online banking, there's a carbon footprint to it. Do you see that? Weirdly enough. Even with all of the conversation about, oh, Bitcoin is bad for the environment, like vis-a-vis and um, on aggregate, like it costs way less using decentralized finance than using traditional finance. So but in essence, if you wanted a one-sentence definition for DeFi, it's cutting the banks out and making yourself a banker. So it's those two, those two things. So what then replaces, like, who does your money go to? You see, um, who is managing it? Um, how is your money managed? So these are the deep questions that are addressed in the DeFi space. But to give um, a simple answer to it, one, you manage your money. So your money sits in a non-custodial wallet. In a wallet, a non-custodial wallet is essentially a wallet that is controlled by only you. Mm-hmm. So it's not in a bank. It's not in in, in a bank account with Zenith. 
or with Bank of America or Lloyds of London, right? It's in a wallet that is controlled by yourself. So it's up to you if you use MetaMask or you use Trust Wallets. All of those are those brands, but the keys to that mm-hmm. vault, they are on the device that you are hosting the wallet. So on that note, quick segue, that also means all the responsibility is on me it's on you. for anything that happens. Yes, essentially. If I lose my coins, that's... If you send your money to the wrong, wrong address, address, it's on your head. You see. <laughs> okay. So that is yeah. good to know when you're... So, I mean, the, the trade-off, right? So you now have more control over your own destiny. You can earn more, for want of a better expression, money for yourself, right? As opposed to um, entrusting it over to another entity. Did you see? So that's what DeFi, DeFi is. essentially is. Yeah. And lately we've been hearing about DeFi 2.0. 2.0, yeah. And that is meant to optimize a lot of the inefficiencies of DeFi 1.0? Mm, for the most part, yes, right? For the most part, yes. I, I, I'd say yes. So it also helps, and I guess for our listeners as well, to have some measure of history. So for Banta's sake, what a lot of people don't realize is that DeFi is only about a year old. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like DeFi summer was just last year. Yeah. You see, for perspective, Yearn mm-hmm. just Yearn celebrated fire, yeah. its one-year anniversary like a couple of weeks ago. But it feels like we've, been, we've had it forever. Yeah, honestly. It feels like it's been here honestly, all the time. Honestly. So... Um, so yes, DeFi 1.0 had a lot of inefficiencies. Um, so people would provide liquidity, but the liquidity would, the liquidity provision would depend, like there weren't any real reasons to keep people in the, in the protocols. Do you get, um, getting them to continue to provide that liquidity. And something we discussed earlier, right, is the fact that if the price goes up, too fast from where you entered as a, as an LP, right? You you are losing value. You get <laughs> so let's just dial it back a little bit, you know, yeah. for those who might not know what you know LPs and liquidity is all about <laughs> in the whole DeFi space. Yeah. So one of the problems that DeFi 2.0 wants to fix and optimize is the problem of liquidity. Yes. In you know for each of these protocols. Yeah. So liquidity provision, what you were saying for an LP. Is yes. when a user comes onto the platform and provides liquidity, yes. and that happens in several ways. A person can provide liquidity by pairing the native token with an equal amount of dollars and putting it into the liquidity pool, mm-hmm. and thus providing liquidity for buyers and sellers of the asset. Yeah. All right. So now that we've covered that, the risks of doing that was what you were talking about earlier. Yes. 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 So, so, please, so I, I realized I may have jumped a little further ahead. And I'm going to dial it all the way back. Okay. So with DeFi, right? Again, we're making you a bank. So what does your bank do? Right? One, your bank um, changes money for people. Yes. This would be relevant. Your bank provides loans to people. Yep. And of course, in exchange for those loans, your bank extracts an interest rate on that loan. So it's from that interest rate that they would pay their staff and Buy private jets for their. <laughs> okay. Yes. But yeah, you get the idea. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, so it, it, in essence, like it, it's it's those, those are the like the core activities that banks provide. So there's also there are custodial solutions as well, but like those aren't really really relevant to this use case that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So how does 
DeFi reproduce that, right? It's that you as well will take your money. Let's say you're Daddy Warbucks and you have a million dollars. You can take your one million USDT to Ave, right? And deposit it there and say, I want anybody who wants to borrow money to take from this one million dollars. So that one million dollars goes into a pool, right? Mm-hmm. That's one facet of DeFi. Another facet of DeFi, as you were explaining, right, is providing liquidity. So let's imagine that um, sushi swap, as an example, let's think of sushi swap as a malam, right? So your regular, I feel like that's your racial slur. <laughs> so, but let's imagine sushi swap as a bureau de change, uh-huh. right? So let's imagine that you took your money to a bureau de change and you said, um, I'm also not going to use uh, a, uh, I'm not going to say allergy abubaka, even though that's the first thing that came to mind. So let's, let's, let's say um, allergy chima. Yes, allergy chima. I have $1 million that I want you to trade on my behalf with, as opposed to deposit it, depositing, depositing it in a bank, Right and they don't give me any interest rates, right? Any mm-hmm. good rates on my dollars in the bank. Take Alaji Abubakar. So every time Alaji Abubakar changes dollars to Naira for somebody, he maybe keeps a dollar as the fee, mm-hmm. right? And then, so of course, a dollar on... So let's assume a dollar on every thousand, right? That's $1,000 on your $1 million. So because... He's a nice guy. You say, okay, let's split it 50-50, right? So he keeps 500, you take 500. So already you've gotten, how do you say, um, mileage for your money. Mm-hmm. Do you see? So that's how it would work with a borrowed With your um, decentralized exchanges. And that's where liquidity pools come into um, use, essentially. People are constantly changing um, USDT to USDC, USDC to USDT, and USDC to ETH, ETH to uh, let me see, ETH to OM. We'll come back to OM. Yes, we'll definitely come back to OM. So, to be able to make those um, conversions, right, and um, trading um, tokens, that those tokens have to come from somewhere. Do you get? So in the context of crypto, where you would... Sorry, in the context of the um, chime and pass mm-hmm. that you give a million dollars to, in this case, you would offer equal amounts of the pair that you want to provide liquidity for. So let's assume you wanted to provide liquidity for USD ETH, mm-hmm. right? You would provide one ETH and $4,000. Yes. <clears throat> so bringing us to where the risk is, Right, is that if there's a lot of demand for ETH, right? People would swap their dollars for the ETH that SushiSwap is holding on your behalf. Now, the problem there is if there's enough of a demand, two things will happen. One, all of the ETH in your pair goes to the hands of the customers, and then USDC is left in the pool. Right? And the price of ETH has gone up. 
but you are stuck with dollars and your fees. So it is only worth your while if the fees that you earn are more than for, let's say, your, your Ethereum, Ethereum itself goes from um, 4,000 to 4,002, right? So that means you should be left with more than 4,200 mm-hmm. in the pool for it to be worth your while. If you are left with less, then that's where You're the term um, impermanent loss comes into play. Yeah. So why it's called impermanent losses? The loss is not consolidated until you stop providing, providing liquidity. liquidity. Yeah. So the banter is when the price goes down as well, you could suffer the impermanent loss in the same way. So technically, you could you could lose both ways. For fun, you will lose both ways. Do you see? What then makes it worth your while is the fees that you generate on um, on the conversions. So if the fees you generate on the conversions far outweigh the impermanent loss that you would experience, then it's you're not wrecked, essentially. And it is worth your while providing that liquidity. But so these are the two ways that people participate in DeFi and that they become banks by themselves. Everything from homestaking to your 50,000% APY, <laughs> everything comes under these two, how do you say, um, vehicles. So now that we're talking about OM, now that you've mentioned OM, yes. so for those who don't know, OM is one of the many DAOs of the world. Mm-hmm. And a DAO... Actually, Olympus DAO. <laughs> Olympus <laughs> DAO, I'm sorry, is one of the mm-hmm. many DAOs of the world. And those are decentralized autonomous organizations Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the rise of those came to be because while a lot of decentralized apps dApps came on the market and said hey we're decentralized the power was still really consolidated in the center yes and they were essentially still centralized uniswap for instance you could see that in voting when it came to the government's tokens yeah so daos came to prominence with the ethos that, hey, you know what, we are going to create truly decentralized organizations and this will be run completely by the community. Mm-hmm. And that sprawl, that created a whole multitude, a multiverse even, yeah. of DAOs. So you have DAOs anywhere for ranging from media to protocols such as Olympus DAO mm-hmm. and uh, Maple, Badger, Green, mm-hmm. to service DAOs like mm-hmm. LexDAO, which is a DAO you mentioned yeah. a while ago that pertains more to legal services. Yeah. So the world is now full of DAOs. (laughs) So what makes DAOs really different? What makes them really not centralized? And we're going to focus on Olympus DAO. So tell us a bit more about them. What makes them special? Because everywhere on the Cryptoverse, we've been seeing these strange numbers. Three, three. Three, three. What does that mean? And who are these people, these omens? And what what is their relevance to the Cryptoverse? Okay, so... um... I mean, you've picked several things at once, and I'll, I'll just choose through one by one. So DAOs. So right now, um, if and if if you're if you're in school, or you're in between jobs, or you are waiting for NYSC as you're listening to this, you can become employed without going for a job interview. All you need to do to have a particular skill that is useful to a DAO, any DAO, right? So 
you are a graphic artist, you you code, maybe you are just learning solidity, you need a way to practice it. You write, you make memes. I'm not messing with you. I'm not messing with you. I, I don't know why I'm not seeing more of that anywhere, but one of the most valued skills right now in the crypto space the ability to make memes. And not just the crypto space, in the world. Yes. Because you see brands hopping on memes all on the memes. time. So, so the thing with brands, they haven't realized, they just see those things, right? Ah, okay, the funny pic, the funny video. They haven't happened upon like the true power of memes. You see that? It's, it's in the crypto space that you see people understanding what the value of memes are. You see? I mean... Don't get me started talking about memes because <laughs> I'll spend an entire hour. I've been studying mimetics and mimetic theory for maybe two and a half years now. Of course, not studying it like in a university somewhere, mm-hmm. but like in my spare time, reading about it and writing about it, thinking very critically about it. Because I realized that um, going into the future, we, a lot of, a lot of, uh, the control of our society would actually be down to that. It, it sounds insane now, but again, maybe giving the opportunities at some point in the future, I'll break it down. But back to... Yes. So back to what I was saying. So with if you're, if you're out of work now, you can get yourself employed. You will be paid, and you can work in multiple DAOs at the same time. And what does it look like? So a, a well-organized DAO would have guilds. So the writing guilds, the um, meme guild, the software development guild, the branding guild. And you can just go into the guilds. The guild would have a job board of things that they need done. And then you just pick the job. You do it. You submit to whoever the committee that is in charge of that job is. They will review and they approve your work for payment, simply cite up, as opposed to what we're used to, right? And you will note that I've not given an actual definition of what the DAO is, but it's best to conceptualize it in that way, that things have gone so far off the curve, right? <laughs> that We're essentially living in an RPG, a role-playing game. Exa- exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, but what DAOs are, are the idea that so regular companies have a top-down approach. So a board of directors um, dictates a couple of things, how the resources of that um, public company or, or even a private company will be deployed. The executive, um, the executive tier works with, okay, that vision and, and executes it, deploying the staff, mid-level managers, and the, um, the lower, lower level staff to doing this, right? But the entire ethos of crypto in and of itself, of Bitcoin, of Ethereum, is the fact that they, we, and I'm sure a bunch of Nigerians would, um, would, 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 um, would remember or understand this shibboleth when I say it. We have no leaders. Do you see? <laughs> And that is the power of, that's the power of crypto. And that's the power of where that phrase comes from. You see. So there are no leaders in crypto. So, but how do you then deploy resources? 
there's no leader making that decision. So that then brings in a new, not necessarily new, because some tenets of democracy are borrowed in in the execution of a decentralized mm-hmm. autonomous organization. Um so yeah, so that's that's an intro of source to what DAOs are. So of particular interest is the Olympus DAO. Now the Olympus DAO focuses on, like you said earlier, I mean it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago that people started to say DeFi 2.0. So but Olympus DAO saw a problem. And the problem that they saw, so you know the liquidity provision that we spoke about like a few minutes ago. Yes. So there was a problem, right? Price goes up, you get wrecked. Price goes down, you get wrecked. Right? Right both ways. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so you would find people providing liquidity, right? So maybe the rewards that you get are really sweet. But then that changes. And you find people jumping in and out. Yes. And suddenly there's no liquidity for that particular token anymore. So in comes Olympus DAO. And they had this really beautiful, interesting white paper. Like, this is us trying to solve for this, not inconsistency, but this problem. So there are three ways that people can en- engage with the Olympus DAO. And the three ways are gradated by your level of involvement, right? And that level of involvement then determines how much of a return that you get. So there are three stages. You can buy home Mm -hmm. and sell it, right? So maybe it goes up 5% or 10%. You get your returns and move on. You're not so involved with home. You're just a trader. Awesome. Stop trading. (laughs) (laughs) You heard the man. (laughs) You dig? So, then there's a second level where you can buy Olympus bonds, but the bonds are such that you can't sell bond or vest it until you've held that bond for a week. So, that's more of a commitment than buying and selling home, right? Mm -hmm. So, then the third engagement is where you buy home and you stake it. That is... How do you say that is as involved as you can get as you can get? <laughs> so in that involvement, and that is in that involvement comes why Olympus DAO has become famous because who on earth is giving away what was the APY now? Is it it's high? <laughs> yeah, it is high. You probably check. <laughs> you think I think like maybe seven K thousand. So yeah, so that, so in essence, people are, um, for want of a better expression, paying, or people are being paid to lock their stable coins in the Olympus DAO treasury. That's essentially what it is. And the Olympus DAO, the rewards are so high that even if the coin drops by how much, up to 50%, they're still covered? If you got in early? Yeah, so if you got in early, if it drops by half, you're covered. Um, if you hold for, I believe it's four or five months, right? If it drops by half and consistently holds that half, you would still be in marginal profit as opposed to being in loss. And that brings me to my next question. Such high APYs, all around the board, 
you've seen it in the Olympus DAO, and I think um, also in Magic Internet Money. Yes, no, so not Magic Internet Money as much as it's time. Time, so rather. Time yes. is a fork. A fork is essentially like dubbing, right? Mm-hmm. So time is a dub, a, a dubbing of uh, of the Olympus DAO. Mm-hmm. Um, the Climber DAO is a fork of the Olympus DAO. DAO. Yep. The Rome DAO on Moon River, on Kusama, in the um, Polka Dots universe. Oh, I have such fragmentation. <laughs> <laughs> is a fork of 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 Om, DC, and all the other Om forks springing up <laughs> on all the other networks. So we've got a multiverse of which brings me to my next question is that sustainable so 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 here's what it is right the what goes on mentioned is that there's a runway in about in under 300 days the apys on um on the olympus dao are going to stop being so high in fact the APYs on the Olympus DAO used to be as high as 50,000 percent. You see, earlier, I think this was uh, three, four months ago. So, sustainable. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, it's also sustainable long term, but let's say someone is just getting into the game now and they are saying, okay, I want to play DeFi. Mm-hmm. Where do I go? What platforms do I use? And at what level do I play? Because People can play at different levels. You can play it safe. You can play it moderately risky, or mm-hmm. you can go full degenerate gambler yeah. in yield farming. Yes. So yes. let's say let's pick an example of from each of them. Okay. Um, with ultra safe, as I always recommend, right? The thing is, your your returns are not going to have that dopamine rush as <laughs> people get when. Say you post those uh, 150 percent <laughs> rocket <laughs> emoji um, <laughs> um, Binance screenshots, mm-hmm. right? So it's the approach is different in that you earn a consistent yield every day. So the zero, not zero risk, because there's still some measure of risk, but like the low stress, low risk approach to DeFi. Although it's debatable, debatable that um, platforms like Nexo and uh, Celsius mm-hmm. are still decentralized finance. <laughs> but your gateway drug, in essence. Your gateway, I'm not a cowboy. I'm not trying to be fancy. I'm going to engage with crypto mm-hmm. and make better returns than I would in a bank. In a bank or traditionally. Then Platforms like Nexo and uh, and Celsius, mm-hmm. BlockFi almost not anymore, right? Are the places for you to go to? So Nexo, I know for a fact, does ten percent on stables. So if you have USDT, USDC, um, I believe maybe even packs. I can't remember what the rates on packs are, but you can go there and get those returns, right? You won't get ten percent on What's the word? Let me even put this for free. If you had an American bank account, 10% is 100 times more <laughs> return that you, than you would get on your bank account, right? Um, 
in Nigerian bank, I don't know that there are any vehicles that provide you ten percent on US dollar. And that right I now, as you speak, you see. So that's your gateway, bro. That's that's what gets you into the door. And if you are not, if you are risk averse, that's for you. And guess what? You, you can do it and tell your friends, I'm doing DeFi now. <laughs> okay. But but you're not really doing not DeFi, really. are you? Well, I mean, it's... <laughs> you are, but uh, tell us what we really want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> tell us the good stuff, Chairman. Okay, okay, okay. So the, the, the good stuff, where the good stuff is at, is um, there are two approaches, right? Are you an Ethereum guy? Are you an Avalanche guy? Mm-hmm. Are you... Are you freaky, freaky? Ah, ah, ah. And you're on Luna. <laughs> That's when you know you're going to the, the deep end. Yeah. So, I mean, Luna isn't necessarily deep end, if you think about it. Oh, it's just that there's... Slight, there's peg, a, slight peg risk. So slight. Peg risk. So what's peg risk, right? So what happens with Luna is... When you... When you buy Luna, your money, quote-unquote, goes into your treasury. Right? When UST is generated, you burn your Luna and you get UST in return for it. So the more um, the more UST is used, the more there's a demand to replenish that UST with existing Luna. You see. Mm-hmm. So what is unspoken is the money that is used to enter into the Luna ecosystem is sitting somewhere. You see. Mm-hmm. And then this interchange between Luna and UST is happening almost in a, for want of a better expression, bubble. So if you think about it critically, right, this is kind of like reserve banking. Only that your reserve asset is Luna. It's not dissimilar to what Maker does, where you borrow against your Ethereum and you get die in mm-hmm. return. Do you see? So the peg risk then comes when Luna drops in price and keeps dropping. And rapidly. (laughs) Yes. So, of course, the price of USD to dollar will break. So let's assume you had $1,000 and the peg drops from 1 to 1 to 0.5 to 1. Then your 1K is now worth 500. Literally half. So for now, that has not happened. But isn't that what happened to iron? So that's what happened to, um, I forgot to say, Titan. Titan, yes. yes. So it was Titan and was it Iron was the... Was, okay. the, was the reserve. Was the reserve, yeah. So as it stands, that hasn't happened to me. It almost did during the dip. <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't happened to me. And funny enough, I stumbled on something, right? And I mean, it was in relation to... In relation to me... Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. So it was in relation to Meme, and they 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 were essentially providing um, depegging insurance for Meme holders. Oh, interesting. Yes, I hadn't heard about this. Really? Huh. I think that's interesting. I'll have to look at it. Yeah. So, what the, the entire idea is? I mean, we, we at the visceral level, we know what insurance is and mm-hmm. it's about, right? So essentially, when you buy that insurance product, if MIM spelled pegs, you get a, how do you say, an insurance um, payout 
that is equivalent to the insurance product that you paid for. Mm-hmm. So essentially, like anybody who's using spell and buys that insurance, you won't be worried that ah, um, meme is magic internet money is going to <laughs> depend. Crazy that guy doesn't have that. I know, and it, <laughs> it, make, it makes me think about the, the general uh, insurance space and if it is evolving, because that's actually the first time I'm hearing about it, DPEG, mm-hmm. you know, DPEGing insurance. I first heard about it today. Ah, okay, so it's not just me. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me wonder if that side note has implications for the evolution of insurance in the crypto industry, it and if does. that's going to become a mainstream thing now. Bro, like, I can't imagine, like, I mean, there will be insurance products for um, for current series. I'm trying to think if I know any. I mean, there's, there's a, we heard about, I mean, all those years ago, let's reveal how much of boomers we have. We heard about um, JLo getting her bomb insured. You see, so you, you can insure almost anything. Very true. Yeah. So I'm... Um, Decentralized insurance is a whole other conversation that I'm happy to dive into. I mean, disclosure, I'm an NXM holder. <laughs> I'm providing insurance to several platforms that's, that I use. Um, Anchor Protocol, uh, Sushi Swap, um, there's something else again. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, moving on, um, on to protocols that we've spoken about, Ohm. Now, let's talk about another protocol that was offering uh, quite a few rewards recently. Avalanche? So, so Avalanche. <laughs> I mean, anybody who follows me on Twitter has heard me go on and on about <laughs> You are tired of hearing me. <laughs> I keep begging you, come and collect free money. <laughs> we are leaving money on the table every day. You are leaving Gemma, money. You are leaving money on the table. Because, because my thinking is this, right? And... So the I'll speak about the program itself. So it's, it's called the Avalanche Rush. Mm-hmm. So Avalanche has fixed its bridge. They have smart contracts now. Smart contracts means you can provide DeFi services. They brought the big names onto their platform. Ave, yeah, uh, uh, Sushi Swap is coming. Um, and then they have all of the other guys, Trader Joe, Buddy Bar, right? So to encourage usage, and because, I, I mean, I know I say these things that the markets are not ergonomic, right? Meaning for people that are five years old like mm-hmm. me. Ah, oh, please, get. <laughs> but it means that, like, markets, history, history doesn't go as you expect it. You see, like, even if the lessons of history repeat, like, the actual progression of events will change, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm finding out that the past is a good compass, especially in crypto. Like if you've seen, guess what? The progression of this bull run is not <laughs> different from that of 2017. The players are different. You see, we're talking about um, dog coins now. Yeah. We're talking about Doge now. <laughs> we're talking about NFTs now. In a small way, we're talking about crypto kitties then. You see. Um. We're talking about um, Ponzinomics now. <laughs> Bro, like, I was just remembering, I think it was, yeah, I bought Aurora coin. <laughs> we were buying Spain coin, <laughs> country coins. Like, what, what were we 
chilling. With, with every cycle, you know, after it spirals out, almost out of control. Out of you, control. You, you start buying things you never thought you God. would in your right mind. Honestly. Beholding. Like, but, but you know, you know, like, so what's seeing the same movie again does is you, you're not very, how do you say, you're not too sold on your IQ. Like, you, you turn off your brain. You see? <laughs> You know, it's like what in literature, suspension of disbelief. After a while, you just be like, you know what? About suspension this, of sense. This, like this makes no sense, but you know, shout <laughs> money in my pocket. Okay, fine. You know, do you want to be an intellectual or do you want to be rich? Do you want money? <laughs> okay, do you want to buy um? Ah oh, crap. Do you want to buy a bad president of Nigeria's left lap <laughs> coin? <laughs> 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 I don't want to mention any, any oh uh, my goodness anybody's news <laughs> so um well yeah so um so I mean back to Avalanche so Avalanche so they are they are offering a rewards program that is similar to and which which is why I was talking about agrodicity that's similar to what was offered by Polygon right mm-hmm. when Abe launched on Polygon so why it was so explosive at the time. Well, you are using Ethereum, but you are using Ethereum with cheap gas fees. And if you were borrowing money, Polygon was giving you Polygon tokens. If you were lending money, Polygon was giving you Polygon tokens. Do you see? So you were being paid to borrow, paid to lend. Essentially. Free money, essentially. Essentially. Do you see? along with the interest rates that you are going to generate. So, and of course, anybody who is on my timeline has heard me talk about rehypothecation. Right? Yes. So some of what people do, I didn't get on that train. I was otherwise occupied with trading my bag and I don't say losing money. <laughs> so what, what people were doing at the time was, so you take 100,000, right? US dollars. So, you're not taking a directional bit. So, also, you're not worried mm-hmm. about um, getting liquidated. But So, here's where the DeFi magic happens. So, you take 100k <clears throat> and you deposit it. You are earning 8% per annum on that. And getting maybe 5% in rewards, right? Mm-hmm. On that. So, that's what 13%. So you borrow against the hundred. So, because there's no land that you're using as your collateral, it's your money. Yep. So there's only a limit of that money that you can get back as a loan, which is usually about seventy something to eighty something. So percent. sixty to seventy percent, right? Mm-hmm. So, but because it's a stable coin, right? You're not worried that if the price goes down, quote unquote, you would lose your money. Do you mm-hmm. see? So you can on that hundred k, you can get seventy k. As a loan, so that's so you can count that interest rate on on the loan on seventy k that you're collecting as a minus. So let's assume it's minus five percent. But Polygon was giving you ten percent in Polygon um, tokens to borrow. So that's plus three percent on the thirteen percent that you're collecting. That's sixteen percent. You see, but of course this. Plus three percent on seventy k. Mm-hmm. You take that seventy k again <laughs> and deposit it, and earn another thirteen percent on the seventy k. 
right? <laughs> and do the same thing again. Yes. And this, my friends, is how liquidity cascades happen. <laughs> well, essentially. <laughs> so if you were doing this with, say, Bitcoin or Ethereum, and the price of Bitcoin or Ethereum drops by half your school, you're done. No, sorry. If it drops at 70% lifetime value, if it drops by between 5 and 10%, you're screwed. You see, but if you are dealing with stable coin, it's yeah, free money. It's, yeah. It's free money. You see, I got mates that minted their cash with that on Polygon. Yep. I know one person, uh, Taiki, Taiki Maeda. So he got famous for essentially degenerate farming Polygon tokens. Man. So um, if you're a yield farmer, look him up. He is a pretty good resource. He studies farms nice. and that's his whole focus. So definitely check him out if yeah. that's your thing. Yeah. And someone else that you can check out uh, with respect to DeFi is an account I follow, Crypto Yield Info. So this is a low-risk example of like just farming coins, right? And that was on Polygon. Mm-hmm. So Avalanche, I reckon, saw the success of that. And I bring in something just as similar. In fact, they brought it. Where mm-hmm. I've been collecting free money now for <laughs> and like three weeks. So guys, um, <laughs> if you're not collecting free money, what are you doing? Like, like it's just as... Whoa, what were you gonna say? Nice. What were you gonna say? I don't have a toll gate in Lexi, but <laughs> <laughs> every day at the end of the day, that's exactly what I do. Like I just go and claim You my, claim your monies. My, you, you claim your monies. So um, is it is it too late for people to get into the game? Avalanche, are the result rewards still out there? So what would you I mean, advise? There's, there's a there's a it has a runway. Obviously, it can't go on forever. Um I haven't checked. So of course the the more the um, tokens that are available for rewards reduce, the APY as well reduces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I'll I'll, I'll check it later. I'm sorry, like I'm just interested in that. <laughs> but yeah, so if if you have stables right now, that's what you can do with your money. Yeah, no liquidation worries. And guess what? This free strategy you can do it across the board with any. Um, DeFi platform that has decent APYs. You see, so if the APY is above uh, 10, 15%, that's it for you, dude. So, are there any other places you go to in terms of searching for good places to yield from? Are you a yield hunter, or when you see a good opportunity and comes across your desk, you take it? So, I mean, you would have to, you'd have to consult her. Consult her. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> hey, you heard you heard the man, guys. If if you want to find a good place to farm, just come to us, and yeah. we'll so, tell you where to go. But, but, but jokes apart, like it's um, it, it would be unkind to the people who pay for our time to give away um, quote unquote free source. But what it is is where to generate these yields change. You see. So where is where you might get twenty four percent APY? You may not necessarily be able to get that um tomorrow or next week. Do you see? But off the cuff and how do you say consistently easy place to get high APYs on your stables? I'm not. Ah, ah, I'm not ah, saying anything ah, about ah, um, the rest of it. That one is not my business. Anywhere you put your money inside for economics ah, is on your head. Ah, but on stables. Anchor protocol consistently 
has the juice. I don't know what um, KBY is right now, but for perspective, in May, June, where the markets were a mess. So again, I'll confess, like that's where I had my dry powder ah, just sitting ah, down. Ah, you understand? Just waiting to deploy. 35% of the time it went as high as 49%. You did. So that kind of gives you an idea of what it might look like in the beer market. You see? But um, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, so usually uh, dances between 16 and 20, 25%. That's not bad. Not yeah. bad. Yeah. So that's what's up and that's where So guys, Chairman, I was warned you guys against putting your money in Ponzi's. So if you see something that looks too good to be true, chances are it is. Mm-hmm. But that being said, what are you know red flags telltale signs that something is a Ponzi, apart from the astronomically high <laughs> APY rates, because, you know, even Ohm is giving you 7K. Seven, seven so you're like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what protocol do I say, okay, fine, this looks a bit dodge. Okay. What, what should be the signs they should look out for? Who is shilling it? Who is shilling it? Ah, fair. <laughs> you see? Who is shilling it? Is it, is it a good place to start? If... If somebody who has shilled bad stuff before is shilling this new high APY farm, then you should probably yeah. be careful. So, but a, 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 a good place to look or think about. So, you farmers have different approaches. Some people will tell you pool two has high risk, don't involve yourself in it. Some people will tell you pool one is the one that has the high risk, don't involve yourself in it. So, you by yourself will decide what works for you. So, to be honest, I do pull one sometimes. I do pull two sometimes. So, but for perspective, you, you might ask yourself the question, what's pull one, what's pull two? Let me put it this way. If some woman opened a pure water stall, not pure water, self, ice water. I don't know if anybody remembers from way back. Ice water. Essentially have pouring water into the nylon, Right? In front of your maybe school or place of work, mm-hmm. and her first day of selling the ice water, there has been nobody to test it so that you know that when people drink it, they croak ah, ah, and die, ah, right? Ah, that is poor one. Juicy. So if she's been doing so, if she has done it maybe one month and then goes on holiday and comes back, <laughs> so. <laughs> That's pool two. Now, the problem we have going on holidays, you don't know whether somebody died. Ah. That's why she went on holiday and came back. You see, that's pool two. So, it's up to you to decide what your level of risk is. But more often than not, pool two is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so, yeah, words of advice from a chairman over there. But I think there are some resources out there you can check. Rugdoc.io, I think, is a site that lists protocols. So, and so, risk level. Yeah. So so with, with Rob Dog, right? What Rob Dog protects you from just outright scams. Phone and <laughs> and crypto Yahoo boys. <laughs> and just outright pawn no Pons. Pons. Proper ponzies. Pro, proper ponzies. But what it doesn't protect you from are these smart ponzies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So these ones are not going to rug clearly. Right, they've shared the how do you say the tokens for themselves. You, you just come in, provide liquidity, <laughs> and you just <laughs> <be> selling <laughs> to you. 
<laughs> See, these guys are not your friends because bro. your friends are not exit liquidity, bro. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> so, so, you know, and it's something that I, that I ask people, right? If somebody, like, what is the motivation for somebody who is, let's say, a trader giving you alpha? What's their motivation? Zero to And, you know, you know, it's a question that only one person has ever asked me. And they didn't even ask me for me because I would, have, I would have been happy to answer. So for me, my motivation is I'm tired of seeing Nigerians lose money. You know, honestly, like it's bad enough that we have to go through being Nigerian. Like, <laughs> you're now losing money. Like, on top. Holy shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, like People are making bare bank and you're losing money. Like, please stop. <laughs> so this is my motivation. Like, this is what drives me. I want to chow. That's my number one. Right? But I also want to see my people chow as well. It makes sense, man. We we all got to rise together, yeah. you know? Nigerians are divided enough. Struggle, Jiria, is... <laughs> it's struggle enough. It's struggle enough. So what Chairman can do to alleviate your suffering... He will do. For I'll he is try. kind. Yeah. And gracious. I don't know about kind of gracious. I'm just... So the thing is, like, it peppers my soul. That... Why? Are... Why? <laughs> like, on top of suffering, why are we suffering why more? Are we... Ah, like, come on. The least you can do is not lose money <laughs> in USDT. Do you, do you get... <laughs> yeah, like, in these tough times, you see. So, that's what drives me. But you're, you're crippled to that person. Right? You're... Twitter influencer, what is driving them? Why are they giving you this alpha? Like you, you have, you actually have to. You are this. exit liquidity, sir. You they are, giving are you exit alpha liquidity. They want you to bring your money like a mom, <laughs> and they will slap you <laughs> and collect your money like ah. Hey, uh, no. Oh well. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> But yeah, speaking of Twitter people, Schillers and the rest, you yeah. know, leaving those guys aside, the founders, there are a lot of interesting founders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just wanted to... Daniel, Daniel's sister. Daniel's sister, his work rate. No, his name is not sister. <laughs> Unparalleled. Sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. Mean, there's, there's, there's a bunch of people who that, like, he's not bringing anything to the table. That all he's bringing is ginger. Like, that what has he done that already doesn't exist? If you think about it, spell, meme doesn't do that much different from, say, Luna UST or Make Our Die or the ill-fated Titan. Nah. You, you, you get, if you think about it critically, right? But it goes back to what you said about, you know, that ginger being necessary. Bruh. That's what changes the game, the because, memes. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's, that's, it's, God bless you. It's that's the memes. it. It's the mimetics, right? It's the energy that that is brought into it. And guess what? The Frog Nation, I'm not a member I, I can feel myself slowly becoming a frog. But the frog nation has an energy that the maker nation doesn't. I'm sorry. And, you know, there's this DeFi dickhead that I was telling a couple of weeks ago. I'm on glass note. Yes, I'm an analyst, right? But I'm very visual. So for some random reason, I was looking at stable coins. And the stable coin usage of DAI was in a downward spiral. You see, since the beginning of the year, mm. maybe even December last year, the USDT does not reflect that. So, of course, it dropped in the drop, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it did a bounce in July. 
Same thing for USDC. Same thing for PAX. Not for that. So, of course, I kept questioning, like, what's going on with this? And then, meme shows up. Look, when we know that meme is the real shit is when people, like, blast me down to start. start <laughs> Look at that. Yep. That's what we know. <laughs> and, you know, I, I heard a lot of people give dodgeball that shit earlier in the year. Now, all of you are dodgeball. Ah, shit, ah, all of ah, ah, the only ah, person ah, that anybody ah, should listen ah, to in crypto, in fact, I don't even listen to me. The only person that you should listen to, if you are listening to this thing, you can tell I said this. The only person you should listen okay, to people that you should listen to in crypto are Sugar Belly <laughs> and Afro 7. <laughs> so Afro 7 because it's an OG, right? But Sugar Belly because she called it. Look, and <laughs> I don't know how true it is, but I that she puts maybe 10 grand or 100 grand of her own money. Ooh, Sister, yeah. do give away, please. Ah, ah, wherever you are, if you Bro, are listening, and, yeah, <laughs> do then, give away, please. <laughs> and this was in February. I'll be honest with you, I got dodged because of my brother. I sold it. Ah, and I felt like ah, a mob ah, since. Ah, ah. And that's the thing about the crypto Jeez. world, though. You never know. I mean, now, based on history... And, you know, it's tendency to repeat itself. Now your eyes are going to be on the meme coins a bit more. So, so, so here's the thing. I feel very stupid. And I'll tell you why. I mean, I said earlier, oh, I've been studying my metrics for two or three years now. <laughs> and not holding any meme coins. And not holding any meme coins. And not seeing, like, pure my metrics. In action. In action. You see, like, it, it, it hurt me when, like, it started to happen. I was like, oh, dude, you're so <laughs> stupid. Like, what the Oh, come on, man. You see, so, like, that's the only person you should listen to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, the cryptoverse has a lot of interesting people, it you know, and it's hard to sometimes tell who is right to listen to, who is just chatting lots of hot it's air. But, well, I mean, I mean, after a while, Sha, you can tell who is going to rug you. In the words of the great philosopher um, of the is it Nobel's gang, Naramali, everybody only. Only lay everybody. But the biggest. Oh, let me everybody. Everybody, thief. So, guys, as you are frolicking in the crypto world, uh, no lose guard, please. Please, I'm uh, going to shine your eye. And, uh, and like, bring that thing that makes you Nigerian, that fundamental distrust. Distrust for other human beings. Bring it to this space and make our world more safe. Jesus. I just didn't want to say anything racist. Stop giving your money to white people. That's it, literally. Come God. on. Like, the Oibos took us for mugs once before. Bro. Don't let them take us for mugs again. Please. Like, like, We're begging. Like, this is the one. Yes, do what they claim Yahoo boys do. <laughs> oh, we're collecting ah, our money ah, back ah, from ah, eh, ah, Colonia. Ah. Like, actually do it without being in a robot. <laughs> you know, in 10 years, when your grandchildren are asking you where you were at the Greatest transfer of wealth in human history. You what are you asking? You, <laughs> you would have been a part of it. Maybe you're on a dinner plate when they're eating the rich. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, 
Juicy. <laughs> so, guys, uh, aspire to be on the plate, though, you know? Please. Aspire to be on the plate. And be juicy. <laughs> when they are chowing the rich. <laughs> and with that, I think we've covered most of DeFi as yeah. much as we can during our session. Mm-hmm. So, thank you very much, Chairman. Chair, or our Chairman, and I'm the Chairman. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, I hope yes. you guys uh, learned a lot from this session. And uh, any questions, please. You can ask Chairman no, or myself. Chairman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's always lovely having you. It's it's lovely sharing this experience, this entire journey of um, sharing what we know of, for want of a better expression, trying to be um, Prometheus's essentially. And I mean, some of the ethos that drives us is if we don't put out this information in a positive manner the people that will um how do you say die people and just scam them <laughs> will do that you see and again of course stop losing stop, stop trading stop. <laughs> stop trading so it's now two things right stop trading and stop giving your money to thieves <laughs> no it's true no. <laughs> All right, everyone. It was great sharing this time with you and hopefully we will see you all again soon. So stay tuned. Awesome, guys. Lovely, lovely. Bye.